0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous, it is Lisa Winnie here back again just like I said that I would be, so we have so much to talk about today, so we are going to move it right along, and I'm super happy to tell you, and for all of those that like was always wondering like, hey man, I wish on Facebook Live I could really write a message real fast, you know, that, to that girl that's real loud on there you're going to get that opportunity That's Friday. Because we're going to have a professional. We, I said it. We have professionals on here sometimes never sometimes, but we're going to have one this Friday. So we are going to have a professional this Friday who is going to be talking about the benefits of medical marijuana use. She is the CEO and founder and registered nurse, Mrs. Ashley Wingrimes of Cannabis Nursing Solutions. So if you got some questions about that and some concerns, please feel free to send a message. I'm going to try to get to everybody. So if you're like, man, how I get one in a medical court? Do I qualify for medical court? I don't know. If I can get a medical code, you, if you want to know, just send a message. We may answer it anyway, but you can send a message. Support. Like I said, it's free ninety nine. So you gotta tune in to Charm City Direct TV, or you can tune in to Millennials Anonymous with a Z. You gotta put a Z on it because we cool like that. We black like that. We stack like that. So you gotta put a Z on it, okay? And we are going to get to three topics today. We're gonna talk about actress. Haley Bailey, who got the Little Mermaid role and all the backlash with that, Donald Trump, and a couple of the things going on with him, just a couple, we're going to talk about the Iran nuclear deal and what's going on with Iran now, so we're going to talk about that, and then we are going to talk about colorism in Hollywood since Viola Davis' interview has since made its rounds and people are talking about it and things unfortunately don't change that much in Hollywood, so we're going to talk about it too. And we want to make sure we get to all of the popular topics because there's so many things going on and I didn't I, I talk too much to talk about a lot of things at once. So I'm just going to run off a list and we're going to try to get through all the popular trending topics in 30 seconds or less, which is not gonna happen, but I'ma try it. So let's get it going. So Lala finally dumps Carmelo Anthony after he was spotted on a boat with a mystery woman who he said was super married, turns out she's super single, and Lala finally said she had enough and she's going to have herself a city girl summer. So that ended. Durant is now with the Brooklyn Nets, he's gonna rest up cause he did tear his achilles, but he's gonna be a net now. Kawhi has finally made his decision, and for all of those Raptors fans and all of us Lakers fans out there who collectively shed a tear as he made his decision to go with the Clippers, and he's taking Paul George with him, so I know that we all shed a tear collectively with Mr. Braun, who is my dude. I love LeBron, but it looks like it may start a a domino effect, since I think Westbrook now wants a trade from the Thunder. Chloe Kardashian it's fat shaming Jordan Woods because she allegedly got kissed by her man, and she gets to keep her show, which is helping people maintain or get to their goal weight, which is a little hypocritical, but it sounds about right. Disney actor Cameron Bryce dies at the age of 20, unfortunately, from a seizure in his sleep due to some medical issues that he was facing, which is very, it's a sad thing and it's very unexpected. My children used to watch the show that he's on, so rest easy. Census questions are still up for debate. I thought they had that under wraps, but it looks like they're still in a debate about what questions they want to include on the 2020 census. The women's soccer team wins big in the World Cup. They are dipping it and doing the daggone thing, like Ms. Wendy say and then Essence Fest was on and popping. They had every democratic nominee there pretty much there, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker. They had all of them there. They even had Tyler Perry there dropping some more gems after he gave that amazing speech at the BET Awards. And they had Mrs. Michelle Obama in the building, giving much knowledge and looking very presidential, if you ask me. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And Kim K can't have kimono. She gotta give the kimono back because you can't take something that is already belonging to someone else that is very Christopher Columbus of her. And we have little Nas X who is dealing with a huge amount of homophobia after he has come out as gay. And we saw the new baby, of Prince, I was gonna call him Prince Charles, but that's 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 not him. I, I was gonna call him Prince Charles, but we we saw the new baby, Meghan Merkel, and they took a picture, and she had her mama in the back, and that was amazing. And it is Prince Harry's baby, and he might be a little redhead, and it's gonna be amazing. So that was me trying to give you all of the topics in 30 seconds. It didn't probably work, but it's cool. I get it e for effort. Leave me alone. Let's move right along though. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's just start talking about The Little Mermaid. And I am excited for it. Um, The Little Mermaid is supposed to be coming out. I believe it's coming out in 2020. Uh, And if you haven't heard, you've probably been living under a rock. Or maybe you don't have internet access. I don't know. That's another talk for another day about the restrictions and kind of redlining with the, the internet access. But anyway, so Haley Bailey is, if you don't know, she is an African-American girl. She is a twin. She's really adorable. She's on the blackish spin-off Ronish on Freeform. She's a singer. She has some ties to Beyonce and whatnot. So she she's out there in the world. She can sing very well. So I could see why they would have picked her. I think that, um, and I always want to call her Haley Berry, but it's Bailey, Haley Bailey. I could see why they picked her. And I think that a lot of people have transitioned this topic or this conversation away from the fact that maybe she just was the best actress who actually applied for the job. Could it be that, that she really was the best actress who applied? Maybe she had the best singing voice. Maybe she had the best momentum. Maybe she had, you know, more of the character down. Maybe she showed up to the interview in the best light possible. Or maybe she got a little bit of the the mermaid spirit and she came off more mermaidish. I'm not sure. My thing is, did anybody ever think of that? That maybe, just maybe, not just because she was black, but the fact that she was the best is why she got the job. That's just a that's just a theory. I'm, I'm throwing that out there, that it could just be that Miss Haley was the best person for the job, and that is why she got it. And she didn't get it because of affirmative action, and they were like, okay, we need a black mermaid now. Maybe. You know, sometimes, just, you know, Just saying. But um, another thing that I I wanted to make sure that I mentioned is that I heard. So the individual that I talked to, you know, because I even asked them if they wanted to be on the podcast and they said no, because I don't want anybody to call me a coon. And I said, okay, I can understand that. I, I get you. Uh, because, like, I, I was going in, you know, pretty much saying, like, you know, we need representation matters, and representation does matter, because just kind of taking this back, I'm taking a sidebar to a sidebar. You already know how I do. So, just saying, for me, growing up, there were no African American princesses in Disney or anywhere. It, it just didn't exist. Like, what I had was, the closest thing I got to a princess was coming to America, um, and that was a... Freaking comedy. So, if you were a, like an African American princess, it was in like, or, or like a princess, a African princess, or a black princess, it either was in like a slave movie where he was coming to take you away and take you and put you on the boat, or it was a comedy. Like, it, it you just did not see. African American women in that light especially if they were darker complexion which Miss Haley is is not really a dark woman we're not going to get into that conversation either which you know we'll talk about that a little later with colorism but it it is something that I think is meant to be said about you know, the fact that it didn't exist. And I did tell this individual that representation does matter for children because you do need to see yourself in order to believe that you can do more. If you don't see anybody around you that has done something different or something that kind of is outside of the box that looks like you, you're not going to believe that you can. Now, I'm not saying that we should strive to be mermaids because that is in that shit is unreal. Like it it doesn't exist. Mermaid. Sorry, children, if you are listening, mermaids aren't real. They do not exist and you will never find one in real life. I'm just throwing that out there. But what I am saying is that sometimes, especially if you are a little white child and you are watching movies and the only people you see that are in any positions of power, that are seen in any types of situations where they are looked upon as queens or princesses, you are going to start to believe that that is what a queen and a princess and a person that deserves respect and a person who is in power is supposed to look like. I don't care what you say or not. Go ask a child. That's like... Even now, if you see a child that will see, like, move, take your if parents, if your kids are around and you want them to still have an imagination, please take them out of the room now, okay? I'll give you a couple seconds because I'm about to say something that's going to drop a bomb on them, if, if that's what you want. But it's like Santa Claus, right? So if you show a child now a image of a black Santa Claus, they're going to be like, that's not Santa Claus. But couldn't it be? Because Santa Claus isn't real. Like, he doesn't exist. Santa Claus is more like a feeling. It's more like an emotion. So Santa Claus can be Asian. He can be Black. He can be Hispanic. He can be whatever you want him to be because he doesn't exist, right? So, but if you show a child that, they're going to be like, no, no, that's not. So that's why you do need to see people that look different from you in positions of power, even if it isn't a fictional character. You need to see it so that you understand that those individuals, although they look different from you, they're just as good as you and they're just like you, period. But he made a really valid point I mean, mind you, I I can debate with the best of them, so I came back. But I'm just saying, he made a really valid point that there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in the African-American community. And he, he did. And he was saying, like, we really need to not be making remaking stories. We need to be telling our own stories. There's hundreds of African stories with African princesses, then African princes and African queens and kings and superheroes and all those things that we don't see. They never get made and no one ever, ever gets a chance to hear those stories. Very true. There are hundreds of stories that originated From African, the African continent, there's hundreds of stories, probably thousands of stories, that originated right here in the good old U.S. of A. From African American people, so there are stories that could be told, but there the originality that has been out today just doesn't exist. I, I, and that's what I told him. It just it's not existing right now. It, it's not there. Like literally, I'm hearing songs that are the same songs that I heard back in the '99 and the 2000s, and people trying to tell me this is a brand new song. The hook, not even. It's the same. It's the same song. So. I think it's just a a level of creativity that is missing. People don't want new stuff. They just want to remake old stuff on top of old stuff. So, you know, that's why we do need to hear original stories. But what I told him is that those stories would be whitewashed, so much so, in order for it to become and get the mass appeal. Because he was saying, but we've proven that we can be profitable. We can, but black stories have been out for years. But what happened? It didn't make billions of dollars. Not billions. mm, That's a little lot. Millions and millions of dollars. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't know. For some reason, the billion is popping into my head. Millions and millions of dollars for Black Panther without it being, unfortunately, on a white platform. It, It wasn't on a black platform. Disney is a white platform. It, it, it. That just, that is how and what it is. So, because Marvel is owned by, Di- well, yeah, we, we got it. It's owned by Disney for those of you that didn't know. There you go. So, it's, that's just how it is. And so, you know, in order for you to kind of make that crossover appeal, a lot of people don't like that. But unfortunately, that is very true. And that's kind of because you had not just Black people, but Black people have the buying power, best believe. We spend more money than anyone else. And unfortunately, that's why we very rarely have any wealth at all, because we spend all the money. We don't really save it too good, but we do spend it. But you need other people to support it as well. So if the only people that see it and it's very small, and it's considered like a niche type of film, nobody's going to watch it. And then if you take it, and you try to change it, and then you kind of get, you know, white people involved, then people are going to be upset, because then they're going to say it's whitewashed. It's like a lose-lose situation. So that's why when you have something like this, where it's going to be seen on a mass scale, and black people can support it on a mass scale, and we can show that we can do the daggone thing let it happen like it's no point of not letting it happen now I will say this, is that she is a mythical character. I've seen people say, not my history. Don't take my history from me. It it doesn't exist. This mermaid is fake. It is not real. The original story was that mermaids don't have souls. And she was trying to take the soul of Prince Eric, which was written by a gay author who they say, rumoredly, was trying to make subconscious, subliminal messages to his gay crush. Like... Read deeper. Like, I I don't think people read no more. Like, you you have to read deeper. Yes, it is a Danish story. However, she was born in in the waters. We don't even know where she was born in the water because she was in the water. She could have swam hundreds and hundreds and thousands of miles, you know, because she does have a Jamaican friend with the one of the worst Jamaican accents I've ever heard in my life, but she does have a Jamaican friend, or Jamaican mentor, rather, because he's not really her friend. Flounder is the friend. But regardless, she's born in international waters, so we really don't know where she's from, but if she were real, if we're going to take this, and Tommy Loren is talking about, you know, she should be white, and don't take my Santa Claus, and all this other baloney I'm just like, just don't watch it. If 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 it's going to mess up your childhood, you don't have to watch it. They're not sitting here with your eyes duct taped open so you have to see it. Like, don't watch it. Like, it's a freaking movie. But anyway, you have to understand, she would be hideous. If she was real, she would be hideous. Because human skin, which is basically what she looks like, half human, half fish doesn't do well in water as a matter of fact if you ask anybody who's in forensic science or whatever one of the worst things you could do to a body is put it in water because it turns like the skin is like opaque you can't tell if they're white or they're black so basically she would have opaque skin you would be able to see all her veins and everything else she would be slimy and she would be hideous but so you know she's not real her hair don't even get wet like even in the movie like, when she come out the water, her hair is perfectly done. Like, the only way that could happen is where her hair actually kind of stays in its same shape. Is if she were black and she had dreads just like Haley Bailey. Because that would be absolutely impossible for that soft hair that she supposedly has to stay the, in its shape. So the movie is totally, it's inaccurate because it's not real. So we're going to get that out of the way. It's not real. It's not. So she can be black. She can be Asian. She can be whatever. And I know some people saying, well, you know, the Lion King and all that Mulan, we don't want you to change that. I was like, but the difference is those are actual cultures that exist where mermaids are not. And no, we don't want Terry Crews playing King Triton. I'm sorry. We just, we don't. I, I can see Idris. I don't want Terry Crews. Idris knows Terry Crews, and I'm going to leave that at that. So let's move right along, roll into it, and let's talk about colorism. So this really doesn't have too much to do with The Little Mermaid, per se, but it's come back up again. Um, basically people are referencing the paper bag test from Viola Davis she had an interview but she's actually been talking about this for quite some time so um, Viola Davis originally had if I'm not mistaken um, an interview that she did back in 2015 uh, but it's since making remaking its rounds you know, around the, the internet. And then, of course, Matthew Knowles said that he didn't think Beyonce would be where she was if she wasn't of a lighter complexion. Um, we've had other things that have happened recently. Something happened with Tory Lanes whether some people are saying it's not real, I don't know, where they pulled out a dark skin girl for a light-skinned girl. Um, basically, Aisha Curry was talking about colorism towards her recently. Um, we've had it was something else that happened. A YouTuber who had had recently had a baby, she was talking about how she was upset that her baby had dark eyes um, because she wanted the baby to have light eyes because she had gotten so many compliments for having light eyes and dark eyes are not as special and all that other stuff. So colorism is something that has always happened. And it's not even just in the African-American community. You see it in India. You see it in any place where you have a, a race of people that have different complexions. And if you know anything about African-American people, we come in all shades. Like we, some of us real light, some of us real dark, some of us got red hair, some of us born with blonde hair. I'm not talking about dyed hair. I'm talking about we actually are born like that. So we're like a rainbow of people. So with that comes the differences. And with a lot of people say, I don't see color. I was like, even if you were colorblind, you would still see that there were gradients of different colors and shades of gray and white. Even if you, that's not how color, I know how, that's not how colorblind works, but you get what I'm saying. If there was no color in the room, you could still tell that I was darker than somebody that's like Beyonce. Um, so it, it's there and it's not about not seeing color. It's about what do you do once you see that I am darker than you or I'm a different race than you? How do you process it? Do you subconsciously treat me different? Do you subconsciously assume things about me because of my skin complexion? That is the problem. It is not necessarily that you see color because we all see it. If you tell me you don't, I know that you're a liar. We all see color. It's what do you do with the information once your brain has processed it that is the issue. But what I will say is that I think that colorism very much exists. Being a brown-skinned woman, I have all my life been the same color and I've seen it, you know, even watching television back in the day. I mean, things are changing now where you have people who are Annalise like in How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis playing Annalise Keening and uh, what's her name? I was drawing a blank now, but the show was on forever and she was um, with the, the president and she was doing all of those things. Scandal. So, yeah, in, in shows like Scandal, where you have a brown skin or a darker complexion woman who is the lead. Um, of course, you know, the other shows, you, you're starting to see it now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the names of people, so I'm not going to ramble. But Insecure with Issa. So you're starting to see it more, but it wasn't always like that. And we still have a long way to go. And so I think that it it is changing for the better, but colorism very much still exists. And I think you see it, especially in, in industries like Hollywood, where you kind of know that it exists and you've seen it like over the years back when I was growing up. The dark skinned girls were never the pretty ones. They were never the the smart ones. They were never the the main character. If they were a main character in a movie, they were just like Viola said, they were either drug addicts or prostitutes or they were in some type of slave movie. It, it wasn't it wasn't like that. Even when you watch shows back in the 90s and early 2000s, like my wife and kids, it was always the pretty one, was always the light-skinned girl with the curly, wavy, straight hair or soft hair or whatever. Like if you were dark, you had to be extra special and extra extraordinary in order for you to be seen as something different. So if you were dark, you had to have like light color eyes or real, long hair, your hair had to be real flowy, sort of like Stacy Dash, and so it you just couldn't be like, just like the average girl, like, you had to be phenomenal, phenomenal, however, you saw people that were just kind of like, even on Martin, you kind of saw it, like, Gina was seen as the, the pretty one, Pam was seen as the kind of like the sassy ghetto friend that had an attitude, never could keep a man, and It it just, you've seen, like, you saw it, even though I think Pam was beautiful. She still is. Pam was bad. I'm, you know, I'm not knocking Gina, but Pam was bad. And you were, they, it wasn't, it was not seen that way. The dark-skinned women were always the ones that got clowned and joked. Even on the shows now, when you go towards the shows, even like Blackish, you do have the daughter who's the only dark-skinned one on the show, but she's, seen as mean like it it never you never see it where you have a dark-skinned woman who is is doesn't have issues she either has to be super extraordinary or she got some issues and that has got to stop it's not true. Just because you're dark don't mean you sassy. Just because you're dark don't mean you mean. Just because you're dark doesn't mean you're unattractive. Just because you're dark doesn't mean that you can't do what other people do. It doesn't make you less, unless smart. Let's cut it out. Like it, 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 let's cut it out. You know, like it doesn't make any sense at all. And it very much does exist. And if you say that it doesn't, You must be living under a rock because it it very much is real. We are moving forward. I'm not going to say that we're not, but it just hasn't quite gotten there yet. And I want to see a movie that just as, you know, a, a mainly black woman, short hair, dark skin, not seen as a joke, not in a slave or period film. Can I get it? Can I have it? Can we have it? Can we see it? Talking to you, Hollywood. Let's see it. Let's see it now. All right. So let's move on and talk about Donald Trump, pretty much, because of some of the decisions he has made. So if you've been living under a rock, or maybe you haven't, because I use that same analogy for pretty much the whole Princess Little Mermaid thing. But if you've been so wrapped up in that riveting story about a fake creature, mythical creature, being an African-American person or descent, uh, you probably missed the fact that Iran now has surpassed their uranium enrichment since 2015. So, they, Because of Donald Trump, he pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal, which wasn't really loved by his base and the far right. So he pulled out. And if you don't know what that is, basically, it was a preliminary framework agreement that was reached by a group of world powers, which included the U.S., the United Nations, Russia, um, France, and China. Okay. So it was the United Nations Security Council. So that includes the US, UK, Russia, France, China, and Germany. Okay. And the European Union. And so basically, it was a negotiation that over the nuclear program of Iran, which would limit the amount of uranium enrichment that they could do and based on them lifting some of the crippling economic sanctions that were placed on Iran, so that like much, many countries like Iran, they want to be able to grow their economy so that they can become a stronger nation. So, it was something that was put into put in place in order to prevent them, because they were moving very fast. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was like... <clears throat> Oh, they must be listening to me. Oh, my goodness. Um, They were moving really fast in their progression. And so because of that, there was something that needed to be done in order to at least slow it down. And so that was one of the solutions to trying to slow it down. So because his base didn't like it, meaning Donald Trump's base did not like it, it, he basically pulled out of it with no pretty much nothing to replace it. It was just like, it's a bad deal. I don't like it. It was not good. Let's pull out of it. So now we are in a situation where there's really nothing in place pretty much. And so they're not, they're just doing it. So basically, Iran said, we have passed our new nuclear deal limit as China is now blaming the United States for the crisis. Beijing is denouncing the U.S., and this this happened. This this story dropped like six hours ago um, for the you know unilateral bullying that pretty much has taken place. So it's interesting w- to see what will happen. It's a scary, scary, scary thought. Um, yeah, it's a it. it I don't know really what to say about this and what he will do because it shows that he doesn't really have much grasp on international measures. He's not really doing things internationally or domestically that are protecting the United States citizens. It seems like he's kind of catering to his base or to his business. And that's scary. Same thing when he was passing tariffs around. Or, at least, threatening to pass tariffs around. He didn't even really understand how tariffs work because he's thinking like it's a tax on the Chinese when, in actuality, it doesn't work that way and the tariffs will actually cost more money for like farmers and and businesses here in the U.S. Like, he doesn't really understand the basics of how those things work. And that's a little scary to have somebody who's dealing with, you know, a foreign power that has such you know, some serious weaponry that could cause some serious damage. And when you have somebody that's in power that doesn't really understand those complex issues, it's really concerning. And this is not the only thing that's pretty much has been going, you know, has been going on in his his administration, but I will say that this is probably the most concerning of all of the things that are going on in his his administration right now. Also, if you've been watching or following what's going on, his cabinet has been pulled into yet another scandal, which is not even shocking at this point. And this is not even talking about Iran or any of the other foreign things that he has going on with, him, with his love-hate relationship with Kim Jong-un. We're not even talking about that, but we are talking about why Donald Trump, again, is caught up in another, his, his administration is caught up in yet another scandal. And it's from Je- Jeffrey Epstein, who is a billionaire financier. So basically, he recently got, on Saturday, he was arrested and charged with sex trafficking um, because he had written repeatedly Accused of pedophilia and sexual abuse for more than a decade. Some of the girls now are in their late twenties, early thirties. So they, they were a lot of them were teenagers when they he was with them. So this is a long time that this has been going on, and he has a lot of big friends, big time friends. So a lot of the allegations of underage girls between 2002 and 2005. So. It, a lot of, lot of stuff, lot of stuff going on. Um, that shouldn't be. He's 66 years old. Basically, he's a very wealthy man. He has connections to former President Bill Clinton, who has visited his island or visited him more than to what is it more than a dozen times they have on record Prince Andrew of Britain has been there to meet him Leslie Wexner a business mogul who owns Victoria's Secret and other retail brands has been there and of course but not least President Donald Trump has also been there and so it's it is concerning you know that the fact that Bill Clinton flew on his Mr. Epstein's private jet more than a dozen times. So it says his private jet. Thought it was his island, his private jet. Um, Prince Andrew has attended parties. And here's the kicker. So, because I've been seeing the post in the memes that have been coming out from the far right, um, and it's that the whole thing with Hillary Clinton and running a child sex ring out of a pizza parlor or it was an ice cream parlor, it was some type of food establishment. It's probably gonna make its way back in his whole speech and all of his people will start this again, which there's really no evidence of that right now. But anyway, uh, so for those of them that wanna just put this on Bill Clinton, listen to this. Yeah, I got one for you. So, Donald Trump told New York Magazine, mind you, these charges, most of them stem from 2002 to 2005, this article came out in 2002, that Mr. Epstein was a terrific guy, whom he'd known for 15 years, back in 2002. He's a lot of fun to be with, the president said, back in 2002. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. So he knew they were on the younger side, and the youngest girls that have come out were 14. Now, this is the president of the United States of America who has said this in the past. It. Does it ever end with Donald Trump at this point? Does it ever end? It's just, it doesn't end. And the reason why he's not just because he was friends with him and he admitted that he knew that he had younger girls. Here's the thing, here's the kicker. So he pretty much had, this is not the first time that he had been in trouble. So in 2005, the parents of a 14 year old girl told the police in Palm Beach, Florida, that it always happens in Florida. Mr. Epstein had molested their daughter at his home. Uh, So before the police referred the case to the FBI in 2006, they identified 30 potential victims, from Mr. Epstein. He had paid them while they were underage for massages and oral sex and intercourse, according to police reports. So, this is the, like they said, some of this abuse can go back even further than that. 2001, basically, he, he many came from low income backgrounds. So, he was basically scouting girls who didn't have any money and he said they could earn two or three hundred dollars. By doing things for him. Um, and some of the girls said that they just wanted money for shoes and clothes and stuff like that. So there was a 53-page indictment back in 2008. Uh, so it was led by prosecutors, led by Mr. Acosta, then the region's United States. So it was led by Mr. Acosta. So Uh, the United States attorney, and now he's Mr. Trump's labor secretary who struck a deal with Mr. Epstein's lawyers that allowed him to avoid federal charges instead of pleading guilty to those charges of soliciting a minor. They didn't even tell the the victims what really what happened. And it, it was a mess. You know, and the fact that he is now The labor secretary says a lot about Donald Trump, but I guess Donald Trump said he was a terrific guy that liked younger women almost just as much as he did. So as sickening as that is, it's, I I just, I don't, it just don't understand it. And it seems like he's Teflon because nothing seems to really impact his base. Nothing seems to do it. And if it were the other way around and he wasn't in this at all, I think, you know, you would be hearing places like Fox News screaming to the high heavens if, if this was Bill Clinton about Bill Clinton. And I'm pretty sure if you watch it, that's all they're talking about is probably Bill Clinton and not really mentioning that Donald Trump and Donald Trump's labor secretary are kind of mashed into this story. Because I've been seeing the posts, and the sad part is I've been seeing it on places like LinkedIn. Like, why, why do you have this on here? Like, of all the platforms, you could put this on, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. And this is just a crazy time. So we have got to get it together, because this should not be, could not be, shouldn't be what we have going on in this country it is not cool it is not okay that we have what's going on here and i think we do need to do a better job of making sure that we are engaged i know that there's some people saying well i'm so tired of being engaged it doesn't get me anywhere but we we gotta stay informed and we gotta stay engaged because if we don't we get stuff like this where it's like i can't believe that a person like this is governing my, the country I live in, right? And so when you have somebody who has high friends and high places that have done stuff like this, could you imagine how much more lenient they're going to be on things like child abuse and assaults? And even the Trump administration changed the definition of domestic violence. No one even knows that. And so, you know, it, it legally changed the definition of it. So, you know, these are things like this is why we need to stay engaged and you need to stay informed. I know the things going on in popular culture are amazing and they're interesting, much more interesting than some of the things that are going on in politics, but you gotta stay engaged. You just have to. So thank you so much, so, so much for listening to me talk yet again. And we will be back for another episode. Like I said in the beginning of the show, we're actually going to have a live episode. So if you ever wanted to have a chance to talk to me, because you like, she's just so freaking awesome, you will get the opportunity to chat on the computer. So you can go and I see it. Okay. because um, we are going to be talking to an expert in medical cannabis, and we're going to be asking her some questions about her general opinion. Opinion about it, uh, the benefits of medical marijuana, uh, what she thinks about the decriminalization and the legalization process. We're going to be talking about the differences between, you know, cannabis and marijuana, or their interchangeable terms? Are they different? What is the CBD oil stuff that's everybody? It's everywhere. Like we're going to talk about all of that. So if you have questions and you want to know a little bit more please feel free to tune in. It is free 99. It costs you absolutely nothing. So you can just join us on Facebook. It will be on Charm City Direct TV, or you can go directly to Millennials Anonymous page, whichever page you want to watch or YouTube. You are welcome to join and talk and learn and view and have a good time because that's what I'm going to do. And if you want to be on the show and you got some stuff going on, and I'm also looking for some people to be a part of a couple of panels, Please send me an email at Lisa, at Lisa Bye.